Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact information out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read your comments out on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, so please go there and click on these buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. They are all free. If you would like to support the show financially, at the website there is an Amazon search box. If you use it, Amazon will give me a finder's fee on any products that you buy at no additional cost to you. I also have a donate button through PayPal. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. Hey everybody, today is Sunday. It's the 29th of June, 2014. We did not get any feedback from last week's show where we talked a little bit about flashlights and we also talked a little bit about the 1-4 to four power scopes. If you guys have any information or something you'd like to share, please go ahead and send that in. Also, even if it's on something that was many, many shows ago, even if it was a year ago, and you're like, oh, I always meant to send something in on that, and I just never got around to it, please feel free to send in any kind of feedback, any kind of information that you want to share, any kind of uh, discussions that you want to have is always good for the show. More information uh, that we've got kind of funneling through, uh, the more likely it's going to be to help somebody out. So anyway, please feel free to send that in. And uh, like I said before, you can either do um, audio recordings or you can do uh, email and I'll go ahead and read it out for you. So let's jump in with one of the things that happened pretty recently. And that was in Colorado about a year or so ago, there was a ban or a restriction, I guess, on certain the amount of ammunition that you can carry. And the type of magazines that you can own and all that other type of stuff. So what happened is the sheriff's office, or not the sheriff's office, but uh, the uh, sheriff's association, uh, a certain group of that, sued the state and basically said this stuff is unconstitutional. You can't institute these type of bans. What happened is that went to the federal court. The federal court, I guess, made a ruling this last week and said, no, it's not unconstitutional. And so we're going to dismiss your case. Now, what is the next step or is there a next step? Um, people might say, well, is that it? Or are we kind of dead in the water? Is it a done deal? And the next step, according to the stuff that I've read, is that the Sheriff's uh, Association group will go ahead and appeal that. It will probably be heard by the next higher court. If that court dismisses it, they eventually, and I'm not sure how high they would have to go or however, however many steps it would take before this happened, but eventually they could appeal to have it heard in front of the Supreme Court. However, an appeal to have it heard is not a guarantee that it will be heard. So 
if the Supreme Court says no, we're not going to listen to it, it may get bounced back down to one of the lower courts. Uh, and what would happen then, I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm not uh, well-versed in that type of stuff. So if anybody does know, uh, please go ahead and contact us and, uh, and let us know. So it got me to thinking, you know, some people would say, well, look, all you really got to do is this November is boot out the anti-gun people and, and put in pro-gun people and then have them just repeal the ban through legislation. Uh, because clearly the, um, the will of the people was not heard in that state. The vast majority of the people didn't want that to happen. And, if, and, and that was shown by the removal of some of the politicians that did that and the forced resignation of, I think it was Hudak, who basically resigned rather than face a recall election and lose and have it be handed over to probably a Republican. So if by, by her resigning, it allowed her party, uh, the Democratic Party, to, to go ahead and choose her, uh, her replacement. So anyway, um, some people would say, well, wouldn't that be the most effective way to do that? And doesn't that send a super powerful message not to to enact legislation that encroaches on us, and if you do, we'll, you're you're out one way or another. You're gone. Uh, and some people will say, "Well, would it be better though if it, if this type of stuff happens? Is it better, kind of big picture wise, to maybe have it go up through the courts, and then the courts actually say?" Oh, okay, that ban is or that restriction is unconstitutional and you can't do it. And it's this high-level court and basically it sets a precedent and then any future lawmakers would be very hesitant to go ahead and try and enact something like that because it would be easy then to go to even one of the lower courts and say, hey, according to you know such and such versus state of Colorado – this this type of stuff was already deemed unconstitutional, and so it needs to be it needs to be you know booted out. And then uh, because there would be precedent set, it would more than more than likely um, the odds would would favor striking down any new legislative bans or restrictions. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know which way. I mean. Obviously, the best way would be to have like you know pro rights and pro gun people in there in the first place who aren't going to pass this kind of legislation. Um, but the reality is, there's always going to be you know people with differences of opinions, and there's always going to be pro and anti gun uh, people that are are going to be in positions of of, of power and authority. Um, so you know, I don't know. Um, you know, when when we look at in in some of these uh, some of the places like in New York and some of these other real anti-gun places, and especially in parts of California, where the courts will rule something and basically the cities or the the counties will just ignore it, and they'll enact certain bans or they'll enact their own type of uh, type of stuff, basically kind of ignoring. Um, ignoring what the state law is saying is okay. So, which, you know, usually you end up in court then, but, um, you know, kind of a vicious cycle keeps going on and on. So I don't know. I don't know which is most effective. I think 
if I had to probably choose one to where I would say which one would strike the most fear into the hearts of the politicians, and that would be when you replace them. When you say this is what you did, that you because you specifically enacted this restriction, you're gone, you're out. And that um that I think has pretty long lasting effects. It doesn't last forever. Uh, but we still see some of the shock waves from um, the assault weapons ban that happened back in '94, and that still is echoing, uh, you know, echoing up today. So, you know, when you're when you're taking these people that are in power and you're saying you're out of power and you're irrelevant now, you know that that can have a big effect on those guys. So, anyway, let me know what you guys think. Um, which do you think? Is better. How do you think it's gonna gonna play out long term? You know, if I had to kind of bet as far as the court thing of it, I would almost say that it's gonna be a thing of because you have other states that have that have restrictions in place. Uh, so California, you know, Massachusetts, Hawaii, New York, they all have pretty pretty draconian bands and those are, are standing now some of those are being challenged um you know i don't know i i would almost say that, that it probably would stand that the ban might stay in place or the restriction might stay in place so again maybe the only recourse at that point would be to get legislators in there that would go ahead and say nope we're repealing it you know the 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 restrictions is is gone now it's not constitutional and so we're we got rid of it um I don't know. It's it's hard to, it's hard to say. Uh when you're looking at politics there's always so many backroom deals and nonsense that's going on that it's you can't really apply common sense and logic to it too much. Now, let's talk about something that was not applying common sense or logic at all and enters into the world of well, I guess there's really no other way to describe it. It was just, it was just bizarre. Uh, there was a, a, and some of you guys may have seen it, there was a, a safety ad. And it seems that that is kind of the new tact that the anti-gun people are taking right now is they're, they're going away from sort of the aggressive approach of, you know, nobody should have guns and all guns need to be banned and all guns need to be confiscated and, and only the police and the the glorious state should have guns, you know, only the government and, uh, and, and their enforcement arms should have guns. But the people get nothing. Um, they're kind of shying away from that. And they're, they're, they're leaning more or starting to lean more. You can see it towards what they would call quote unquote gun safety. Um, which eventually, you know, the, the, if you ask them, well, where would the safest gun be? Would that be inside a gun safe? Well, oh, no, that, you know, it would be inside a blast furnace somewhere getting melted down. But, you know, they could say, well, of course, it's okay to have a gun in your home, but it needs to be in a safe and it needs to be unloaded and you should never carry one. And, you know, all, you know, all for the safety of the children. And as we've discussed before, when it's when your argument is it's for the safety of the children, you really don't have very, very strong legs to stand on um, because all that stuff can be put to rest by the facts that are out there. Uh, you know, we're, we're the way that things are currently, we have 
on all, one of the all-time highs in gun ownership and yet one of the all-time lows in accidental shootings and things like that. So, and again, you have to be real careful of the numbers that they that they throw out there and the numbers that you see. And you have to understand that a lot of those are really kind of selectively chosen uh, or there is a there is a an ounce of truth kind of mixed in with the pound of lies. So anyway, uh, the ad opens up and I'll put a link to it on the show, but you can find it in, uh, in YouTube. Uh, it's by a group. I think they're called, is it evolve? Um, I think that's the name of it. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, the safety advocacy group evolve. So anyway, what it is, is the ad opens up and there's these two, uh, two moms and they're out there kind of out in the front porch and they're talking and one kid is, is there picking up her or excuse me, one mom is there getting ready to pick up her kid from, you know, an afternoon of them, of the two, the two kids kind of hanging out and playing and stuff. So the kids are in the house. The moms are out front. The one mom calls for her kid like, Oh, you know, so-and-so it's time to go. Both of the kids come running out. They're in like uh, like space headgear or something. One of them's got like a cape or something. And anyway, they're kind of doing some sword fights and blah, 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 and they're running around and they're out in the front lawn in front of the house, you know, kind of doing this mock sword fight. Well, when you see what they're fighting with, they've actually got great big giant sex toys. They've got big old dildos and they're just whacking the crap out of each other with them. And then the thing comes on and says something, and uh, I won't be able to get it right. But it was something like, if they find, if they find them, they'll play with them or something like that. So always lock up your. Let me. Okay, here's actually what it says. The quote is, um, blah blah blah. As the two mothers stand by, shocked and watch in awe as their children hammer at each other with dildos. The narrator says, if they find it, they'll play with it, so always lock up your guns. So, you know, is, is <laughs> again, it's bizarre. And I'm not, I'm not like offended by it. It's just, it's weird. Um, I'm not exactly sure what their point is and how their point of make sure that your guns are in your, in your, possession and in your control at all times you know if you're going to carry a gun if you're going to have loaded guns they need to be on you if not they need to be locked up in your safe or stored responsibly we've been saying that in the gun community from day one so i don't see how what they're doing is anything new or innovative or or what their their main message which is gun you know supposedly gun safety how are they saying anything that's different from you know, what the NRA would say or what gun owners of America would say or what the Second Amendment Foundation or Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership would say. How is any of that any difference from the message that we've been preaching for years and years and years and years of you got to be responsible for your firearms and if they're not in your control, they need to be they need to be locked up. They need to be in your safe or they need, you know. I go on and on and on. Um, so I don't, again, I don't know. I mean, are there, are there, they're kind of subtle 
messages? Is it is it like okay, saying like, oh well, you know, if somebody found your sex toys or whatever, you'd be kind of embarrassed and you know, kind of oh, I will, you know, yeah, I kind of have this, but <laughs> oh well, you know, whoopsie. Uh, and is is that kind of a, equating the same thing as as uh, to gun ownership that you should sort of be you know somehow ashamed or embarrassed or that you know that maybe it's okay to have them, but they should only, you know, you, they should be locked away and not ever talked about, you know? So I, you know, I don't know. And then is it, are they saying that, you know, basically just human sexuality is, is wrong. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, and look, I can see how somebody who's, you know, uptight and all this stuff would be like, how dare they have the children play with dildos? But look, they're just, they're plastic. Um, you know, who cares about that? Um, I, but again, I'm just kind of confused on what their main message is and how their message is different than from what pro-gun people are saying. Uh, obviously, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's an attempt to shock and to, you know, garner attention and this, that, and the other thing. But um I don't know. Uh, again, um, it, it's rather bizarre, you know. When we see, you know, the things like every town for gun safety and this evolve and the million mom march or moms mad against lots of things. I don't know what they're called. Anyway, when we when you see that, what you see is unless they're doing really super controversial things and saying outrageous things. They don't. They don't really get much press, and and most of the stuff that they're advocating for, the vast majority of people in this country don't want. Then it was funny, like that the whole thing with um, every town for gun safety. That when they they first announced that, that that one dude went out on Facebook and like ganked the the uh, every town for for a gun safety, you know, I don't know, domain name, or whatever the heck you're going to call it, but basically got that page on Facebook and eventually Facebook gave it back to Bloomberg's group, which you knew was going to happen. But I remember when that thing first came out, once Bloomberg's people got, got it back in their possession at first, you know, these, they would make these posts and then they would just get swarmed by pro gun people. And then there was kind of a sentiment of like, look, man, all we're doing when we're going over there and swarming these posts, we're just giving them attention. So let's let's back off and just let them kind of flounder around like a fish on a on, a, on you know, yanked out of water and thrown up on the deck. You know, eventually they'll stop flopping, and you know, eventually I think like these things. I mean, we need to, we still need to kind of fight them on on the ground, but we don't necessarily want to you know, give them all this extra attention, you know, give them kind of the press that they want. You know, they're going to get enough of that from the, from the regular main media that's kind of in cahoots with them. So anyway, I, uh, I just, it's kind of, it's a funny ad, but I just didn't really understand, you know, how they were really putting something new that's out there. Um, and we've seen kind of this stuff before, you know, people who, you know, say, oh, they're, you know they're uh, they support the Second Amendment, but you know when you do a little bit of research, you find out that they don't. Not saying that these people do, but I've seen other groups in the past who have claimed to be safety advocates, which basically they're just they're they're thinly veiled um, gun control people. So 
All right. Well, I tell you what. I think we're going to draw the show to a close today. Uh, I did. Oh, you know what? I did want to th- one other thing before I do. You know, I always do this, don't I? I say, it's time to come to an end. And then I, something else pops into my head. Getting back to the Colorado thing. What is going on with your guy's governor? Holy cow, man. That guy is a wiggly worm, and he's a dude you need to get rid of. I don't know if he's termed out or if he's up for a re-election or what he's going to do, but holy cow. First he says he's, you know, he was for the ban, and then he comes out and says, oh, you know, I, I, I didn't really realize that all the, all the sheriffs and stuff were against it. I didn't realize that there were so many people that were against this stuff. And, you know, when you, when you go back and look and see how all this junk was ramrodded through, of course they knew. And now he's kind of he's he's flopped back again, and he's saying, "Well, of course, if it was on my desk, I'd sign it again. This is what we need is for the safety of the people, and blah blah blah." And so I don't know. Uh, and some of this stuff has come out not because he wanted it to come out, but because he was kind of caught, or certain things were leaked, or or, or uh, things like that. From my understanding, and again, I don't have all the whole story of it, but man, what a wiggly worm that dude is. Uh, so anyway, now I will call the uh, show to a close. I hope to hear from you soon. And uh, I'm planning on if I can get my equipment set up um, the right way. Uh, there's a couple of other podcasters out there. I got to talk to them still. Uh, one of them I know will do a show with me pretty much any time. Um, and that's Ken Kowalski, uh, who does Modern Rifleman Radio. So if you're not listening to that show, I suggest you listen to it. Uh, and I anyway, I always forget to do um, kind of shout-outs and plugs for other shows. Uh, but there's tons over there. Um, I'm not a member of any network or anything anymore. So, uh, But uh, like I said, Ken's show, him and um, Brian do a good show over there at Modern Rifleman Radio. He hasn't put out a lot on the Rimfire thing. He's Like I've said before, he's kind of like me with the Arm Dave. Uh, you know, you can do it when you can. And it's not that we uh, don't want to. It's just that the time is kind of is hard to do. So you have to kind of decide which way you're going to do it. But anyway, enough of that rambling. There's, uh, you know, also the Road Gunner podcast and tons and tons of others. Um, you know, it's and I've talked about this before. And it's funny. There, there are so many shows out there now. And when I first started, I was one of probably eight to maybe 10 shows. Uh, and out of those, maybe seven or, you know, six or seven of those were actually putting stuff out on the regular. So where you knew, Oh, they're not just going to do, you know, five, five to 10 episodes and they're going to fade away. And, uh, a lot of those shows that when I first started are gone, uh, or maybe they evolved into something else, you know? Um, but there's, there's a few that are still out there, Ken show Ken Blanchard show is one of the ones that's still out there. I saw recently that um, oh Daniel and uh, John put on a show uh, put out a gunfighter cast re- episode recently. Also remember Daniel is now uh, he used to have Paradis Academy. I, I don't think I've ever talked about this on this show, but anyway, he used to have Paradis Academy which was sort of his own training thing that he was doing. And now he's with Thunderbird Tactical out in the Wichita area. So if you are out in that area, even if you're down like, you know, in Oklahoma or some of the outlying states and stuff, it would, it would be well worth the drive. 
uh, to go up and get some training with him. And again, he's uh, Daniel Shaw with Thunderbird Tactical. All right, my friends, I will talk to you guys next time. Take care. I'll be